Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of Walk On Radio. It's a little bit of a weird episode. We've had a two-week hiatus. You know how this world is. Unfortunately, I had some contact tracing issues with coronavirus, so I had to do my quarantine. And after a negative test and two weeks of isolation, we're back. Humph, how you feeling? Man, a couple couple really good weeks of football that we didn't get to talk about. Well, Dalton, um, all I have to say is uh, we're back. And uh, we're, we're excited to, to be here to talk about the last two weeks. We're excited to talk about this upcoming week. Football's in full swing. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty in college, NFL, and fantasy football. Yeah, so let's roll right into it with one of the big things that we missed. We didn't get to talk about on air, but you saw on our Twitter, and that was the big game. Clemson versus Notre Dame, and what did I tell you? I told you this was Notre Dame's game. They had to win. Ian Book had to show them. And uh, look, I'm going to give the Clemson freshman quarterback some credit. He played a great game, but Notre Dame ended up winning that game. Yeah, so props to you for picking that one. That was a that was a solid pick. Um, as you've done all year, you've showed that you know, you're not scared to take the, uh, the 50-50 shot and pick correctly. But uh, yeah, Clemson, Clemson freshman quarterback – I'll say it here, uh, that dude's going to win a Heisman one day, probably win a national championship one day. But, you know, what that game did is it really it really hurt the rest of the nation. And let me, let me explain myself. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be back, okay? Probably going to be the ACC championship, Notre Dame versus Clemson, all right? So if Notre Dame loses that game to Clemson in, in, in close fashion – they're, they're both making the college football playoff, you know? So you're you're hurting a Florida uh, by Notre Dame winning that one. You're hurting an A&M. You're hurting the, the small chance of BYU and Cincinnati, those teams slipping in. Because at the end of the day, I truly believe if Notre Dame plays a close ACC championship with Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, and even if they lose, they will both make the college football playoff. Now, even if they lose that game against Clemson, let's say Notre Dame loses another game down the line, do you still think they can secure that four spot because they were able to beat the number one team? No. Uh, no. Two losses is too many. Um, you know, like, okay, they played North Carolina this week. If they were to drop this one and then go and lose to Clemson at, for the ACC championship, no, they're, they're not going to make it. So let's say we had to do a pick this week for Notre Dame-Clemson rematch. Trevor Lawrence is back. Are you sticking with Clemson, or do you think Notre Dame can do it twice? No, nah, I'm sticking with Clemson. Uh, you know, I don't want to say that Clemson outplayed Notre Dame uh, the first time around, but it was close enough to where I truly feel like Trevor Lawrence could have made the difference. Now, Clemson hasn't played a game in two weeks, and their game against Florida State just got canceled. What do they need to do to get to that number one spot, or can they even get to that spot again with everything that's happened? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't think that they will be able to reclaim that number one spot for now. Uh, Alabama is playing too well, uh, and, and you know Alabama's going to win out. I'll, I'll just say that. Um, there's really no one in the SEC that puts up much of a threat to them. Uh, Ohio State just played a close one with, close one with Indiana, excuse me, um, and I don't see them losing either. You know, the Big Ten's kind of weird this year with with Penn State being a bust. Uh, you know, Northwestern is showing some promise, but I, I just don't see teams like that taking down Ohio State. So I think I think Clemson can get to the third seed, uh, but I, I do not see them getting to number one. And uh, speaking of the, the top ten and top five, so I'm going to read to you from ten to one, the current top ten rankings in college football. I want to hear your thoughts. Where you think people should be moved around, other teams should be in these spots. Let's start with number 10. We have 10, Miami, 9 is Oregon, 8, BYU, 7, Cincinnati, 6, Florida, 
five A&M, and then it's Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Alabama. What are your thoughts on this? How about A&M being higher than Florida and the BYU-Cincy argument? What do you think about that? Okay, so, you know, start at number 10, Miami. Uh, and Derek King obviously has had a, a exciting year. Um, their issues is that they're just kind of they're just kind of thrown to the wayside. Uh, a bit of a little brother to Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, you know, could they make a New Year's Six bowl? Yes. Uh, it's fun to see Miami uh, being a prominent uh, football team again, but I don't really see them, you know, really getting much higher than that, kind of that 9, 10, 11 range. Oregon, Oregon brings an interesting question because they're only going to play seven conference games this year okay um and if they you know does a 7 and 0 Oregon deserve to be in the college football playoff man i don't know because the Pac12 is such a weak it's so weak it's so weak it's, it's so hard. weak and you know they they they're getting better i you know USC and UCLA have UC, always USC been, looks good but i just don't think and especially because they haven't played as many games i don't think i would put an A&M or a Florida team over Oregon just because they played more games and played harder teams. Let me let me let me ask you this hypothetical because I saw where the Pac-12 uh, is allowing non-conference games now. Okay, so 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 let's say, and it, it's for the it's for the benefit of both of them. Okay, what if Oregon decides to play BYU in a non-conference game? Mm. That's a big win for either of them. I think it's a. I think that game would be more important to BYU than yeah, to Oregon. I I could not agree. More. I think if BYU wins, they should get that fourth spot. Well, if BYU wins, they certainly deserve to be thought of uh, to come to the dinner table, if you will. Uh, you know, if Oregon wins, obviously BYU has had a a Cinderella year. They've been awesome. Zach Wilson's a stud, but Oregon is in the, in a Power Five conference. Okay, so I mean that that carries some weight as far as you know being being the favorite in a game versus BYU and another thing too with Oregon and you've said this every time we bring up Oregon imagine if they still had all the people that they originally were going to have this season this this could be a top four team in the making no I totally agree I think I think that I was correct uh you know early on before all the pandemic stuff to say that Oregon was a playoff caliber team uh that was before you know they lost three or four really talented guys uh for for different reasons you know NFL sitting out all that but they obviously have shown that they're still a, a relevant team and they're a good football team I just don't know with the absence of their big time guys if they're a college football playoff team yeah, and it's looking like Oregon versus USC might end up being a really good game. Now, the question, and I wish I wish BYU and Cincinnati could play a game to yep. decide these two teams. Who is the better team, in your opinion, between BYU and Cincinnati? Man, um, Zach Wilson is fun, and BYU is fun, but I'll take Cincinnati. And here's why. I think Cincinnati's schedule as a whole has been more difficult than BYU's. Uh, you know, Cincinnati whooped up on a talented SMU, Whooped up on a, 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 a usually talented UCF. Uh, they beat Houston. Uh, so, oh, they beat Memphis. They, they whooped Memphis. And so, you know, they're beating good teams. You know, the American Conference is legit. Uh, I think it has hurt BYU this year to be an independent team. So, you know, if BYU wants to maybe separate themselves from a Cincinnati, they need to go pick up a, a non-conference game 
from someone else. Yeah, just like you said, this week, BYU, they beat North Alabama 66-14. to 14. I mean, yeah. that game does not matter. But Cincinnati, in a close game against a really good team, UCF, yeah. they win 36-33. to 33. So Cincinnati are still – they're still going strong. But all it takes is one. I mean, it sucks for these non-Power 5 schools, but all it takes is one loss, yep. and they'll be way far down in the rankings. Another team that's kind of surprised everybody is Texas A&M. Texas A&M is ranked five. They're above Florida because they beat Florida. But, man, Florida's looking really good. Or A&M versus Florida in a rematch, who would you take? Ooh, I'll take Florida. Um, you know, A&M hadn't played two weeks in a row. Uh, I think, man, I don't want to say that they got – I don't want to say they got lucky against Florida because that's not fair. They beat them. But Florida's a better team. Kyle Trask is a, is a, is a Heisman front runner at the moment. Uh, he's better than Kellen Mond, I would think. Um, and, and I think if they played again, Florida wins. Uh, unfortunately for A and M, you know, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be one of the first ones out of the college football playoff. I don't really see a a an easy path to get in. You know, they're gonna have to have some crazy losses from other teams. Uh, even if even if A and M wins out, uh, you know, they're not gonna be the conference champs because Alabama. Alabama's going to make the SEC championship. You know, A&M can't do it. Uh, and I just, I don't know. I, I have a weird time, you know, putting a non-conference champ in the playoffs. And, you know, I'm contradicting myself saying that Notre Dame's going to make it if they lose to Clemson, but I, I don't know. I just, I don't see, don't see A&M getting in this year. Yeah, but to be fair on A&M, they, they've been blessed with such an easy schedule towards the end of the line. So as long as they win out, they'll definitely be really high ranked, and uh, it'll be fun to watch the you know someone that is an hour away from Huntsville and Sam Houston to be doing so successful. And one thing that I noticed in this top ten is kind of a shame. There's no Big Twelve schools in the top ten. What happened to the Big Twelve this year? And I know we we say it every year. You know all these teams kind of disappoint or surprise people. But what what went down with the Big Twelve this year? Well, they're doing exactly what we said they would. You know they're beating up on each other. Um, I mean. Oklahoma beat Texas, beat Oklahoma State. Texas beat Oklahoma State. Uh, Iowa State is in the mix. And so it's going to be fun. It's fun to see, you know, it coming down to the end, real close, four teams being relevant. But, you know, it just it, it's just not good for the college football playoff uh, if you're a Big 12, you know, fan. If you want one team in there, this is just not the year. Uh, I, think, I think the Big 12 has good teams, but – you know they're they're really they're really gonna top out at a New Year's Six Bowl and that's really it. I don't know who that's gonna be. I really think Texas is playing good right now. Oklahoma State has kind of been disappointing of lately, and it looks like Oklahoma is starting to find their legs. Yeah, like like you were saying, there there seems to be a four way battle for this Big Twelve championship. If you had to pick right now, who you think is gonna win the Big Twelve championship? Who would you take? We have a pick 'em game. It's gonna be very important. I, uh, Iowa State versus Texas that could decide uh, who gets eliminated from this four way battle. But who do you think is the best-looking team right now? I mean, you know, history says Oklahoma is going to win it. Uh, but I don't know. Don't count Sam Ellinger out. Uh, I think I think that he he has, you know, uh, an opportunity to really solidify his, his Texas Longhorn legacy. Uh, and winning a Big 12 t- title would certainly put him amongst the greats in, in Longhorn history. Yeah, and, and I brought this up earlier at my at my friend's house, and you heard about it, and you kind of were disappointed. So I'm going to ask you, if Sam Ellinger wins the Big 12 championship with this big three of Vince Young, Colt McCoy, Sam Ellinger, does the order stay the same, or could you move Sam up to number two? He, he's not going to be Vince Young. Vince Young is the guy. 
But between Colt McCoy and Sam Ellinger, who would you have at that two or three spot in Texas history? Well, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Obviously, Sam uh, has the stats, um, but he's he's been a four-year starter, and so he's going to have the stats. And he's had an incredible career. That's no knock on him, but he, he I don't I don't really think there's any way he can pass Colt McCoy. Uh, I think Colt McCoy, you know, he's one of the winningest quarterbacks in college football history. Led Texas to a national championship. Uh, Should have beat Alabama. You know, I think if he doesn't go down with an injury, I think Texas does win that night. Uh, but I just, man, I I think that's too too tall of a task to ask of uh, Sam Ellinger. But he's absolutely number three um, in, in Texas history. And then let me let me bring this up, and it's not going to happen now. That that ship kind of sailed. But let's say Sam Ellinger won a national championship this year. He he makes that run that we all thought they were going to do. Could you put him above Vince Young? Not above Vince, but above Colt McCoy, yes. Vince is untouchable. There there will never be another Vince. I, I, I do not care. What, what that man was able to do um, in, in 2004, 2005, 2006 was, was unprecedented. He, he's one of the greatest college football players of all time. And to say that someone could, could surpass him is, is quite – Quite the statement. And how do you think? How do you think Sam Ellinger is going to do? Because you know, eventually he's going to go to the draft, and he he will probably get drafted. How do you think? Will his uh, ability to be able to carry over to the NFL? And what team could you see him playing for with his play style? You know, he's a hard runner. He's a great leader. Not the best thrower, but he can he can make those throws when he needs to. Do you think he will be successful in the NFL? You know, I've said it before. I think Sam Ellinger is a not as good runner, but far better passer than Taysom Hill type guy. Uh, and we saw Taysom Hill this last weekend uh, fill in for Drew Brees, played really well, Saints got the win. And so, yeah, I think Sam Ellinger and his and his leadership qualities and his heart can carry over to help an NFL franchise. I mean, you can't tell me that the New England Patriots wouldn't welcome Sam Ellinger. I mean, I feel like he fits that mold kind of the Patriot way and just kind of a, a nose-down, nose hard worker guy that, that wants to win. I mean, his competitive nature, you can see it on the field. It hurts him when Texas loses. He, he, he's, he's bought into the program. And so, yeah, I really think that he will have a shot in the NFL. He's just going to have to find the right system. Yeah, he, he's definitely a great leader, and uh, he'll find a place where he'll fit. And I, I think it'll be a couple years till he gets, you know, he gets that start and becomes a guy. But I think when he does, it'll be great. And uh, speaking of you know NFL and all these draft picks, let's talk Heisman. We have a we have a new leader in the doghouse. Kyle Trask is now the number one in the odds for the Heisman, followed by Mac Jones, and then Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and then Zach Wilson. Uh, how do you feel about Kyle Trask being number one? I know we've liked him throughout. I had Florida as my number four for a while. I still really like Florida. Uh, between Kyle Trask and Mac Jones, who would you take? Oh, Kyle Trask and Mac Jones. Um... Here's the problem. I think Alabama is going to beat Florida in the SEC championship for whatever it's worth. Um, so does that give Mac Jones the upper hand in the long run? Maybe. But but right now today, I'll take Kyle Trask. He's thrown 30 touchdowns in SEC play this year, most ever through seven games, I believe. Um, and he's just, I mean, he's had an unbelievable year. Florida's offense is certainly fun to watch. If they had anything worth of a defense, that they would absolutely be a national title contender. And you know, don't 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 count Florida out. I I talk about Alabama being so good, and they're they're uh, a done deal for the SEC championship. But if Florida beats 
Alabama in the SEC championship, they're going to be considered for that fourth spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, it's going to be it's, – it's a really close battle for that sport, fourth spot. We've been saying it for a while. We kind of – it's really open for now. But like you said, with Clemson losing and kind of keeping that fourth spot, it's going to be kind of hard. Now, speaking of Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, and I asked you, will Clemson be able to come back with the with not being able to play? Will Trevor Lawrence be able to come back in the Heisman running, being out for another game? And uh, Justin Fields, he struggled last week. Does he have a chance to come back and maybe pass on Mac Jones or Kyle Trask? Yeah, so those two guys were the the definite front runners uh, this season, coming into this season. And I still think Trevor Lawrence has a chance. You know, you can't you can't fault him too hard for missing two games due to corona. I mean, that's not his fault. Uh, it does hurt him, though. You know, not playing in, in a in a top-five battle against Notre Dame, you know, kind of showcasing his skills, that hurts. But I do think he will get another chance at that in the ACC championship. So that'll show a lot. Uh, definitely don't count out Trevor Lawrence and the Heisman. There's, there's more football than we think left. Uh, Justin Fields... You know, Ohio State is gonna is gonna win out. Okay, they're they're gonna they're really good. Their defense is incredible. They have studs around Justin Fields, but he just he just didn't look he didn't look as crisp against Indiana as I would hope. You know, Indiana showed that they are certainly the truth. Uh, Justin Fields threw three bad interceptions. I mean, and, and it was a close game. Uh, so. I'm not going to say count him out, but I would definitely say he's on the outside looking in. Yeah, a lot of people saying that Justin Fields seems to be trying to do too much, and he just kind of seems to mellow out a little bit, let his team do what he what they do, and he's going to be fine. Uh, let me ask you this. Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, if you're an NFL scout, I know Trey Lance only got his one game to shine, and it wasn't his best game, but Justin Fields seems to be struggling a little bit, throwing a little bit more interceptions than he did last year. If you're a scout, who would you take between the two? Well, there's no way I'm taking anyone over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he's my solidified, if the season ended today, no matter what, Trevor Lawrence is the number one quarterback taken next season. But Trey Lance could be taken ahead of Justin Fields. I would not bat an eyelash at that. Um, you know, it could go either way for, for the second and third spot of the quarterbacks taken. But real, Trey Lance over Justin Fields would not surprise me. And another thing, I've been reading some mock drafts, and it sounds like a lot of people think Justin Fields will end up on the New York Giants. How do you think that will affect the Giants, you know, having Justin Fields and Saquon? Do you think the Giants can finally turn around? Or would you stick with Daniel Jones? Because he's shown a little improvement. You know, he's not the best quarterback, but he a lot better than what he was. Or would you go with Justin Fields? I mean, I was going to say, you know, I don't, I don't think it's fair to, to sail the Daniel Jones ship yet. I've never been a fan of Daniel Jones, but lately... He's been making plays, and I mean the Giants are are in the NFC East race for whatever it's worth. I mean everyone jokes about it being the worst division in football, and it absolutely is. But someone has to win it, Dalton. And, and if you you know that's the highest goal uh, that you can win in your division. So so go out and win it. Uh, so you know if Daniel Jones were to win it uh, without say Quan Barkley, you know that that that'd be pretty impressive. And then finally in the Heisman running, Zach Wilson. Man, he's had such a great year. BYU is having this fantastic run. But he seems he can't get over that hump of being number five, six, seven in this Heisman odds. And I know we talked about BYU not being able to play good games, but BYU just won 66 to 14. And a lot of that is because of Zach Wilson. What does he have to do to move up these rankings, or will he ever be able to move up these rankings? He's awesome, man. He's really fun to watch. Dynamic kid. Uh, he's, he's shooting up NFL drafts draft boards but I just I just don't think the cards are in his favor to win the Heisman you know it's just going to be 
too much of a task to to pass up these mega power five guys. And finally, before we run into our scores from last week, you know, we change them every every single week. Hump, give me your final four right now. If we were going to playoffs right now, who would your final four be? All right, number four, Notre Dame. Number three, Clemson. Number two, Ohio State. Number one, Alabama. So Alabama versus Notre Dame, Clemson versus Ohio State, and, and I'll I'll stick with Alabama versus Clemson. And uh who do you who would win? Oh man. I feel like I feel like I have to say Clemson because I've been I've been with them all year, but Alabama is really good, Dalton. Yeah, I, I feel I feel really stupid. I say it every week. I, I almost didn't have Alabama in my final four in the beginning, but uh they're looking like the top dog again. Nick Saban has done it. Who would have thought Mac Jones would have been the guy he is now? And it's looking like it's gonna be another rematch between the two. It's gonna be fun to watch. Clemson, Alabama, if they get that far, you know, Notre Dame, they st- they still have some. Ohio State, there's still some. And maybe Florida can get in, surprising people. Or Cincinnati or BYU can make that miracle run, get into that Final Four, and do something special. Let's roll into some scores from last or this week. First one, Tulsa and Tulane. Man. Great game. I've been uh, I've game. been kind of on the Tulsa bandwagon yep. for no reason. They yep. win 30-24 to in overtime. Incredible game. Tulsa's looking great in number 24. Uh, Florida, they played Vandy. Florida wins 38-17. Kyle Trask, I mean, he's looking like an animal. Now he's the Heisman runner or Heisman front runner. He's going to be doing really good things. Indiana, Ohio State. Indiana loses 35 to 42. Man, Indiana Indiana's looks really the truth. good. They're the truth. I as a basketball school, as I usually say about basketball schools, they're they're pretty good for a football team. Now, where do you think do you think they'll be able to finish this run and stay undefeated? Or not undefeated, but stay uh ranked in the top 25? You know, I think them, Wisconsin, and Northwestern are all similar. Uh, but, you know, they've all got a shot, especially with Penn State sucking as bad as they do. Uh, I mean, they're all, Penn State's 0-5, guys. That's, That's crazy. Who would have thought that? That's crazy. We, we, we literally said, hey, Penn State has a shot to make the college football playoff, and they are awful. But they had the same thing that, uh, that Oregon did, where they had a lot of players leave, a lot of players couldn't play. They had an ACL injury that he was out for season. So Penn State is is getting really affected. Their quarterback is not playing well. So uh, yeah, they really need to step it up. But I think they will. And and another team, like you said, Northwestern. They they beat Wisconsin seventeen to seven. Wisconsin looked really well in the beginning. Do you think because they had to miss some time because of Corona that affected them, or is Northwestern the real deal? Well, I think it definitely affected them, but probably not enough to say that that's the reason they lost the game. I mean, Northwestern really played well. Uh, Wisconsin's quarterback. Didn't play as good as he has been of lately, but uh, yeah, Northwestern, look at them. Yeah, they're, they're ranked number 11. They're making that run. It's going to be really fun to watch them. Another team making that run and in this BYU-Cincinnati range is Coastal Carolina. Yeah, the they, shot to clear. They win 34-23 to against App State in a close game. Yep. Man, let me ask you this. Coastal Carolina versus BYU, Coastal Carolina versus Cincinnati. Who wins those two games? Ooh, I'll take BYU and Cincinnati. Uh, they've been doing it all year, but Coastal Carolina is certainly fun. How about this, Dalton? How about we have a three-way uh, group of five plan between Coastal, 
BYU and Cincinnati. The winner of the round robin gets the fourth spot in the college football playoff. How about that? Mm, Make for good TV. Hey, we have the NFC East All-Star team. Give me a oh, non-Power throw, throw, 5 throw, All-Star team. Throw, throw the NFC. <laughs> yes, the non-Power 5 All-Star team. I don't know. That that team that team would probably be pretty good. Man, so give me the NFC All-Star, NFC East All-Star team versus Cincinnati. I don't know. Cincinnati might win that game, too. <laughs> yeah, NFC probably. East is garbage. We're going to talk about that later. Uh, Oregon, we talked about them. They beat UCLA 38-35. Man. UCLA and USC, the two California schools, they're looking not bad. You know, they, they've had a had a couple rough years, but I think they're going to make a nice little comeback. They're going to do something special. UCLA has been one of the most disappointing teams in the last five years. I feel like they always have the players, and they just suck. I know, and, and it's I don't know how they can't recruit better players because this is the University of Los Angeles. And yeah. I don't know if you've seen the yeah. campus. It's beautiful. Oh, I know. So they're, they're obviously doing something wrong if they can't get these big-time players. But, is Chip uh, Kelly still the coach there? I think so. Yeah. 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 I think he is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't know what their deal is, but they're they're doing some. Hopefully they'll be able to make some make some noise. Iowa State, they beat Kansas State 45 to 0. Man, Iowa State, they're kind of looking like the real deal uh, too with the Big 12 uh playing Texas this week. We're going to pick that one. Alabama, they played your boys. I know. Kentucky. I know. Oh. Hey, at halftime it was pretty close. I and I I thought about it. I was like, dude, I was like, I got to mention that on the podcast next week. You know, my basketball school is playing pretty good. You're Wildcats, but unfortunately they lost 63-3. to Alabama <laughs> is the <laughs> number one team. Keep going. I'm going to look up what the halftime score they, was. Uh, <laughs> they're looking like some animals. Auburn, Bo Nix, your guy, your favorite player in college football. They beat Tennessee 30-17. Man, you remember when Tennessee said that they were uh, they were going to be good this year? I don't know what happened with Tennessee, but Auburn, they, they – they were really high ranked in the SEC. They fell off. They're making that comeback. They're 22 in the country. In other scores, man, this one, this is big. Georgia. Georgia finally, finally plays JT Daniels. And look at them. They win 31 to 24 over Mississippi State. Should have should JT Daniels been playing this whole time? I mean, you sure thought so. You called it from the beginning. Uh, maybe, maybe you know more than uh, Kirby Smart. Man, I, I'm saying I should be the coach at this point. I mean, that was—I don't know if there was a personal issue going on, or they really thought that these other two quarterbacks, Stetson Bennett—I know I remember that name. Remember when he was in the Heisman odds? Bum. Yeah, but Georgia's 13 now. They finally have their quarterback. It's a little late now. It, it's too late for all that. But maybe Georgia can start winning some games, get on a little streak, and get a good bowl game going on. And then finally, USC, number 19. They beat Utah 33-17. to Now, Utah, we thought they were going to be a lot better in the Pac-12. And and USC comes out and does really well now. If you, don't, if you remember, in our preview, I had high hopes for USC. And they seem to be doing well. Pac-12, maybe we'll get some competition. But what happened to Utah? Yeah, I don't know. They... Uh... I remember when we did our original uh, top 25 rankings, I think we might have both had Utah in there. Um, but, that, yeah, they've just been disappointing. Maybe it's a weird year for them uh, being in the Pac-12 starting late. But USC has looked really good, and I expect the Pac-12 championship to be Oregon versus USC. Yeah, it'll be a really uh, fun fun game. Oregon, maybe they'll keep their dominance in the Pac-12 where USC finally comes back and is the team they once were. And finally, in our in one of our pick games, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Ooh. Battle of Oklahoma. Man, we, we we both had Oklahoma State. We both had Oklahoma State. And they lose 41-13. It was never close at one point. And let me ask you this. I ask it every week. Good Oklahoma game or a bad Oklahoma State game? Both. Uh, great Oklahoma game. They looked really good on offense. Spencer Rattler is uh, starting to play good. I still don't like him, but uh, Oklahoma State looked absolutely terrible. Now, I know we said we had a four-way battle between all these four Big 12 teams, but 
do you think Oklahoma State still has a chance to win it? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, Chubba Hubbard, uh, Spencer Sanders, you know, the, the, those really dynamic offensive players are, are going to be able to win some games down the stretch. But with four teams being relevant uh, like they are, you never know what's going to happen. The Texas-Iowa State game has, has tons of Big 12 title implications, and so uh, we'll definitely get a good look after this. And could you say that the Big 12 is the most competitive conference in NCAA college football? Competitive how? Like nationally or amongst themselves? Just amongst themselves because, like, I was thinking we had those four teams in this competition, and with the SEC, you kind of only have two or three. Pac-12, you got one. So I was going to bring up, do you think the Big 12 amongst themselves is the most competitive? I don't know if it's fair to say they're the most competitive, but I think it is fair to say that they beat up on each other the most. Uh, And I think – you know that's good and that that's that's fun, but you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get a playoff team from that. You know you almost you have to run the table pretty much coming out of the Big Twelve, and so it's just it's just hard to to have that national powerhouse with everyone beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. And let me bring up a scenario for you. Let's say you're you're a five star athlete, but the only two offers you have are from the ACC conference and the Pac twelve. Any team from either conference, which conference would you rather play for, ACC or Pac twelve? Well, I'm picking the ACC. Uh, obviously, the Pac-12, just as a management conference, is kind of just going all over the place. You know, they started the season in November. I mean, that's that's just weird. But, uh, you know, the ACC is kind of becoming more competitive than the Pac-12. Uh, like you said, there's really only one top dog in the Pac-12, and the ACC kind of has that um, Clemson Notre Dame, and, and Miami and Florida State. Don't forget about Florida State. I mean, the last 10 years, Florida State has been pretty successful. And, you know, with the success of Notre Dame being in the ACC, I've asked this before a few episodes, do you think Notre Dame should stay in the ACC I conference? I wish they would. You, I, would I wish they would, to? yeah. I mean, it's just I know the reasons they don't. You know, they have the huge NBC TV deal. Uh, you know, scheduling your own schedule is fun. And they're Notre Dame. They, that carries a lot of weight. I mean, that's probably a top five historical team of all time. But, man, I don't know. I just feel like playing for a conference title is really important for the for the student-athlete experience, you know. Having that opportunity to win a ring uh, in your conference, I feel like, is a really big deal. Yeah, and Notre Dame definitely would be competing every year in the ACC. So maybe they'll stay, maybe they don't. They already. I mean, they already have basketball and baseball and all their other sports in the ACC. Why wouldn't you just play football in the ACC? Yeah, it's all a business. You never know with, with schools like that. But that was our scores for the week. This is our pick em. Man, we got some tough games this week. Tough games. First off, Big 12, big implications. Iowa State versus Texas. Iowa State's 15, Texas is 20. Pretty much whoever wins, whoever loses this game is out of this Big well, 12 title picture. Well, hold on now, hold on now, hold on now. Iowa State's only lost one Big 12 game. So that would put them at two if they were to lose this. Mm-hmm. Now, if Texas loses, that'd be three. And that's too many. So you think this is more important for Texas than it is Iowa State? I don't know about importance, but if Iowa State wins, they're they're almost for sure going to make the Big 12 title game. Uh, if Texas wins, then Texas will have two losses. Iowa State has two losses. Oklahoma has two losses. And Oklahoma State has two losses. Mm. So, I mean, it's 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 the Wild West out there, uh, and it's certainly a big game for the both of them. So in this game, who, who are you going to take? Who are you gonna take, Dalton? Who am I? Listen, gonna listen. I, hey, I'm the one that's behind. I gotta figure out how to get back in this thing. So, hey, you know what? Just for you, I'll get the party started on the picking. I'm taking my Longhorns. Sam Ellinger, Tom Herman. They get it done this week. 
The Longhorns are about to start their Big 12 title run. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I predict the Texas Longhorns will be playing in Jerry World for the Big 12 title. Man, I I love my Longhorns. I I picked them number four in the beginning. They've disappointed me time and time again. I'm going Iowa State. I think they've been looking really well. Uh, And I think Texas, in in the big games, they struggle. They do. But now... When Texas is the underdog, which they, technically they're lower ranked, they are technically the underdogs. I don't know if you could call them the underdogs. I think they're favored in this one, like like Vegas, like the Vegas odds. Yeah. I think they're favored. Now, when they're favorites, they struggle. Yeah, very badly. And so, Tom, Tom Herman is the winningest underdog coach in the oh, nation. Yeah. I think. Right. I'll never forget his games when he was at U of H, University of Houston, and just the upsets after upsets. He, he was had. the coach when they smacked OU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Florida State when they were yeah, oh, yeah. Florida yep. State. Yep. So uh, give me Iowa State, the Cyclones. You know they are upset city. They love doing this, and uh, I don't think this is Texas's year anymore. I was a big fan, and now I'm a hater. Saw them off. Give me Iowa State Cyclones. Next game. Oh, this one's gonna. This one breaks my heart. Number two Notre Dame versus number twenty five UNC North Carolina. We love North Carolina. Sam Howell, Mac Brown, Notre Dame. They're on this 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 great run. They need to continue it. Is there an upset in the making, or is Notre Dame going to continue their dominance? You know, I think this one uh, is going to make for a great game. You know, this could be a statement game for North Carolina. They're at home, so it's 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 certainly not uh, a favorable situation for Notre Dame and Ian Book, but Notre Dame has a national championship on their mind, and they're going to have to beat North Carolina to do it, so give me the Irish. Me too. I'm going Notre Dame. Now look, last time a big team played in North Carolina was Clemson. A couple of years back, they almost won. It was a, it was a great game. But uh, Notre Dame, they beat Clemson. I think they can beat UNC. But if North Carolina wins this game, I'd be very happy. I think you'd be happy too. These were our little little fighting dogs from the beginning. Yep. We love the Tar Heels. Yep. So uh, give me Notre Dame. But if UNC wins, hey, good for them. That's going to be really bad Notre Dame. So let me ask you this. Notre Dame loses to North Carolina, where would they end up under the, in the rankings? they probably drop to seven or eight, uh, and then it would be a must-win against Clemson in the ACC title game. Uh, like I said, they're not going to get in with two losses. Yeah, and then I guess that would put either Florida and a- or A&M in the top four. Yeah, yeah. be really fun. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, I'm not hoping a loss, but it, it'll shake everything up and it'll be fun for us to talk about. Next game we have Arkansas versus Missouri. Felipe Franks and the Arkansas Razorbacks, really wishy-washy. Same for Missouri. They win some, they lose some. Who are you picking for this one? I'm going to make you pick this one first. Let me, let me see what you're thinking. I'm going Arkansas. Okay. I like how Felipe Franks plays. I think he's a, he's a good quarterback. But like I said, the, both teams are really wishy-washy. But uh, if I'm going to battle the quarterbacks, I'm going to go with Franks. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to take Arkansas as well. Uh, Arkansas's middle linebacker has the best name in college football, Bumper Pool. I played uh, my last high school game ever against him. He's a great player. He's really, really made a lot of, a lot of good plays this season I've watched. Uh, so give me the Razorbacks. Um, this is kind of a weird game that we threw in there. There's, yeah. there's not there's not a lot of huge games this week, but a lot of a lot of fun uh, non meaningful games this week. Finally, non meaningful for everyone else but the state of Mississippi. Yep. The Egg Bowl, yep. Mississippi State versus Ole Miss. This is a heated rivalry, one of the top in college football for everyone. You know, in Mississippi, this is a big deal. You know, this kind of like for us, Texas versus Texas A and M. A lot of most people don't really care about it, but that state is turning up. They're gonna have a great time. Both teams, man, both teams have just been wishy-washy again. You know, you have Mississippi State coming out beating LSU and then just struggling. Ole Miss, 
They're really in and out. Who's winning the Egg Bowl? Yo, Lane Kiffin versus Mike Leach, two mm. of the most polarizing figures in college football. I'm talking about weird dudes, like have 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 had questionable social media moments. <laughs> I mean, Lane Kiffin is definitely a different cat, and and Mike Leach calls himself the pirate. So the dude's odd for sure. Uh, man, who do I take? Do I take uh, DK Metcalf? Alumni? Do I take Dak Prescott alumni? Mm. I don't know. It's at Ole Miss, okay? So I'm gonna take the home team. I'm gonna take gonna take the Rebels here, the Land Sharks. I never never really understood why they call themselves the Land Sharks <laughs> since they're the Rebels. But I will take the Fighting Eli Mannings, okay? A little a little history for you. Mm-hmm. Give me the Rebels in a close one, the Egg Bowl. Man, what do you got, Dalton? I love Mike Leach. I love Lake Kiffin. I'm going with the Lane Train and uh, Ole Miss. I like Matt Corral, the quarterback. I think he's a young stud. Mississippi, Mississippi State's too wish-washy for me. I don't think they have a secured quarterback, and uh, I think their defense is okay. But they did just lose to Georgia, which uh, Georgia has no defense, and the fact they can only put up 24 points is not good. Um, so give me Ole Miss. Also, I hope they wear the powder blues because uh, – They're saucy. They're, they're really pretty. Yeah, one of the best uniforms powder in football. Powder blue is, uh, is a good color. Yeah. So, yeah, give me Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Going to be a fun one for the state of Mississippi. And uh, Big 12 uh, matchup is going to be really fun to watch. Now, Hump, you know, we've missed a couple weeks of fantasy. And uh, the people need to know what's going on with your historic run. So here's your time. Take as much time as you need because we've been behind. It don't got to be two minutes. It can be five minutes for all you want. Here's your fantasy time. Go ahead and go. Man, I'm not going to talk about matchups specifically here. I'm not going to talk about play- players specifically here. We're going to talk about my team. Oh, oh. And the podcast team, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. We've been saving it for you guys just because we weren't too sure how it was going. But you guys are going to get a kick out of that. We'll start with my team. Um, unfortunately, Walk On Radio Nation, the streak came to an end. Mm. Week 9, I dropped one. I played against Kyler Murray, who just said, you know what? I'm putting the fantasy world on my back. Let me run to a title. Uh, so I picked up a loss, and then I won – uh, this last week to get to nine and one. This current week, uh, you know, we're filming this on a Monday. There's a bit of a bit of a fancy implications tonight for the Tampa Bay versus the Rams game. But I think I'm going to win to get to ten and one. Playoffs are a lock at this point. I'm basically playing for seeding, uh, and we're well on our way to a Super Bowl title run. Alvin Kamara, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Rodgers—they've all been studs. I've loved watching every one of them. Uh, but enough about my own team, okay? Let's talk about Walk On Radio's team, the 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 people's team. You know, we did an episode uh, drafting. You know, we did it uh, on Zoom, posted it on YouTube for you guys that watch that. And boy, preseason, it was looking rough. I'm talking bad, bad, bad. Might not win a game bad, but let me tell you, what do I say, Dalton? Waivers win Super Bowls. Bowls. Yes, sir. Put it on a t-shirt. Walk on radio. If we win, we're 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 putting it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Walk on radio, ladies and gentlemen, is eight and three, number one in their league. Okay. We're playing against complete strangers, complete randos, so we don't know anyone or anything about it, but all we know is how to win. And and we're on a crazy streak right now. We're eight and three, and uh ESPN does a little projected finish whatever statistical analysis thing. And they think that Walk On Radio is going to win the Super Bowl. 
So that would be absolutely mind-blowing if that happens. And we were also facing some other podcast. Oh, yeah. We had, in that we, we, had a, we had a fake rivalry game this week. It was Walk-On Radio versus Hustle Radio, and we won by 50. So big win for the, for the podcast nation. Uh, I mean, we've, you know... We we, we walk. Uh, Waivers win Super Bowls, just like I said. You know, we if you look at our team, it's basically not many people that we drafted originally, but we've made good decisions on injuries, on you know taking taking hail marys on some guys, and it's really paid off. Now, do you think that the in the beginning with all those big injuries that happened, that had a big effect on our fantasy team, the walk on fantasy team, because we didn't have a lot of big name players. But uh, a lot of teams did, and with the big injuries, did that give us a chance to kind of come back and get the right people to win out? Yeah, so you know, uh, one of the one of the guys that we did have, uh, fortunately, was uh, Mike Davis. Okay, and Mike Davis was Christian McCaffrey's backup. Well, Christian McCaffrey goes down; he's only played a couple weeks this year, and Mike Davis steps in and is a stud. And Mike Davis has started every week for us. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift is on our team; he's been really kind of taking the reins in in Detroit, playing well. Uh, we've got Russell Wilson at quarterback. Uh, and then our two receivers, you know, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, that's about as good as it gets in a fantasy football league. And so it's been a lot of fun. Oh, one more thing, Dalton. This was a, this was a nice little coaching uh, uh, move by me. But if you didn't know, Taysom Hill on ESPN leagues can be plugged in as a tight end, mm. okay? So me being me, me being fantasy football savvy, I go pick up Taysom Hill this week plug him in at our tight end slot, and he scores 25 playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they call him the Swiss Army Knife for a reason. He literally does it all. Uh, I'm proud to say that people compare me to him. So that, obviously, that dude is a stud. He does it in the NFL, but it is fun watching him uh, succeed at so many different positions, so many different tasks, and and it was really cool for him to help our fantasy football team. Yeah, it's really fun to watch this this team that we kind of had no hopes for. The draft, you know, Hump kind of gave me the reins to draft this team. And it was my first time doing a fantasy draft. I struggled. But he was able to clean it up for us. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to keep telling y'all, keep y'all updated now that we know that we might win this thing. And we might get y'all that win that we deserve. So let's talk about NFL a little bit. We got lots to talk about because we missed out. First thing I want to talk about these MVP racing. Kind of been moved around a little bit. Russell Wilson's been struggling. The last three weeks, it has completely shifted since we last had an episode. The GOAT, he is back. I think he's the uh, MVP front runner, but people like to beg to differ. Patrick Mahomes in the running, and my tight ends coach, Coach Rogers, he suggested Aaron Donald. Now, I know a lot of defensive players probably will not be the MVP, but he has been doing very well. Humph, who is your MVP right now? Man, um, I wrote, to me, it is a four-man race. Uh, and I tweeted it out. Uh, I think these four guys are, you know, none of them, none of them is really out ahead uh, at this point. You know, they've, it, like I said, there's been a lot of movement lately, but I just don't see it being anyone other than Russell Wilson, uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, or Kyler Murray. You know, four quarterbacks. It's, MVP is typically a quarterback uh, position. Uh, and those four guys, you know, down the stretch, we're going to really see which one emerges as the MVP. Man, it just brings a tear to my eye to know that Kyler Murray is in this running. I have been on the Cardinals bandwagon this whole time. It's been documented, and it's such great. It's great to see that they're doing really well. So if you had to, if you're the guy who picks MVP, you had to do it right now. The season ends. The season ends. You have to pick an MVP right now. Who are you taking as your MVP? You're not going to like this. You're not going to like it. this, but. 
I mean, guys, we know who's going to win it. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick yeah. Mahomes is going to win his second MVP. The Chiefs are probably going to win their back-to-back Super Bowl. And, and I honestly, you're, you're crazy to think otherwise. I mean, the Chiefs are a juggernaut right now, and they're led by the 903 Patrick Mahomes. Now, that was a terrible take. Uh, take. No, it was Because wasn't. you said you think you know. But there's one man who's going to win the MVP. It's and he Rogers. lost yesterday. Look. He lost yesterday. The MVP, he threw an interception yesterday. The MVP is not about the team. It's about the playoffs. Uh, let's see. Look I, up the stats. I completely disagree. Look up the stats. Aaron Rodgers put the team. He's had the team on his back this whole time. No, I agree. I'm not bashing Aaron Rodgers. He's my fantasy football quarterback, and I'm thankful that I have him with the demise of Dak Prescott. You know, his poor little leg. Uh, I mean, my fantasy team was in shambles. And then Aaron Rodgers came along, and so I hope he does great. But I do not think he will win the MVP this year. You talk about all the time how you want your MVP to be a new guy hasn't done it in a while. Let's hear this story. Guy who people said is out of his prime. People said, we, he's not as good as he was. Drafts the quarterback. Oh, Jordan Love, he's the future of the NFL. He's the future of the Packers. Rodgers doesn't have it no more. He hates his coach. He hates his parents. Packers will never be the same. And look what he's, he's on a revenge tour this season. I still don't think he'll be a Packer next year. Stop. We're not even gonna talk about that. I'm serious. It, it's gonna. He is gonna retire as a Packer. Look at the success they've had the last two years with Matt Lafleur, one of the best coaches in the NFL. They have a great team. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Oof, he's good. Rodgers and these stats are gonna carry him to the MVP when we go and face the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Bringing bringing that up, Super Bowl. I just said it. I think Packers Chiefs. I you know in the beginning I had the Saints. Because I didn't want to be biased, I didn't want to be that guy like uh, somebody else was. So I said I, I left my Packers out of the Super Bowl. But now I can 100% say, boy, we are going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to face the Chiefs. It's going to be the old head versus the new guy in town. But the old head is going to prevail. Who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Do you agree with me? Do you have somebody else? Who is your pick, dude? Unfortunately, right this second today, I will also take the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Mm. That hurts to say, Ooh, but man, so I just excited. I just don't. The the NFC has good teams, and and if any of them got hot at the right time, you know, Seattle could make a run. Okay, I don't. I'm not as high on Tampa Bay. I was low on Tampa Bay. I got high on Tampa Bay, and now I'm back low on Tampa Bay. But if they got hot at the right time, you know, hard to bet against Tom Brady. But uh, I think I think the Packers are the most complete team in the NFC, and I think if, if Aaron Rodgers can keep playing at the level that he's playing at, I really think that they probably win the NFC. Yeah, and that's that's the, the thing I worry about, is the Packers need to have Aaron Rodgers play like he is, because our defense is is god-awful. Our defensive coordinator should have been fired five games ago. I don't know why he's still there, but uh, we're going to make it work. Let me bring up two game scenarios for you. I want to say I want you to say who's going to win. And let's say this is all, you know, you never know if it could happen. Playoffs, Arizona Seattle 3. This will be the third matchup, right? In the playoffs. And then Tennessee and the Chiefs. Who are winning both those games? Seattle and Arizona. Okay. So d- does Seattle win the division? Are you saying that so they'd be yeah. the home team? This is a playoff matchup, right? Yes. Um I'll take Seattle. Uh I I just I don't know. I I think Kyler Murray is incredibly talented. I think he has a great NFL career ahead of him. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is unbelievable, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. But I just, I'm not going to bet against Russell Wilson right now. Uh, you know, I picked that Thursday night. I was correct. Uh, and 
So, yeah, give me the Seahawks. Um, Tennessee and Kansas City. Tennessee is one of those teams that, you know, when they're good, when they're playing good, they are tough to beat. They're good at what they do. When they get out of their game, you know, handing it to Derrick Henry, running play-action pass and throwing it to A.J. Brown, letting letting their defense make plays, they're, they're really good. But when they get out of that, they struggle. Uh, and so, again... I'll take the Chiefs. I still think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, but both of those matchups are certainly intriguing. And another team that's, you know, they've been really wishy-washy, but I think they might end up getting a wild card, and they could surprise a lot of teams. The Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they beat the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, then they lose this week. Do you think they could surprise a lot of people if they end up making the playoffs, and uh, could they make a run? Well, for whatever reason, they have the Chiefs number. Uh, you know, they've played them, played them close both times. Uh, the first time they were they were able to beat them. Last night it came down right to the end. Uh, unfortunately, a defensive coverage bust allowed Travis Kelsey to catch the game winning touchdown. Um, I don't see them making a run, Dalton, but I do take pride in the fact that early on in the season, or early on before the season, we both said that this Raiders team is young and exciting. You know, I, I'm I'm a big John Gruden guy, and what he's been able to do, you know, build that relationship with, with uh, David Carr. Uh, Derek Carr? David Carr. Derek. I always do that. David's the, the older brother. Yes. Derek is, is, the, is the man he, now. Exactly. Okay, so what, what John Gruden has been able to do with him has been really impressive. You can tell that their relationship uh, is really close, and I think that that plays into a lot of the success of their offense. I'll tell you what. Hot take, one of my favorite players to watch in the NFL this season is Darren Waller. Darren Waller is incredible. Why do we not talk about this guy more? He is a defensive, I mean, nightmare. He's huge. He's fast. He has great ball skills. I mean, what he's what he's able to do with the ball in his hand, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's a really athletic tight end. He's kind of this this new mold of the tight end where they can they're really athletic, but they can also block. He does his thing. I love Darren Waller. He's fun to watch. Let me ask you this, Humph. You're the owner. You're you're Jerry Jones of the Cowboys. The, the, you take over. He gives you the reins. You got to pick up a quarterback. You have two options: Derek Carr or Jared Goff. Who would you take as your quarterback? Well, first off, if I'm the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Dakota Prescott no, no. is my quarterback. He, but in this hypothetical made-up world that Dalton Meyer has just given me, Derek Carr or Jared Goff? That's tough. They're both That's quarterbacks tough. on on teams that have been kind of surprising, but That's very tough. wishy-washy. You know, Jared Goff is your is your is your guy, first round draft pick, big arm. But Derek Carr's been surprising a lot of people, and he's been consist- consistent for a few years now. Here, here's my answer, and let me give you why. I'm going to take Jared Goff, okay? And I'm doing that because Jared Goff has been to a Super Bowl. He lost, but but you know, in the NFL today, teams and coaches are good enough to to have that facilitator quarterback go to the Super Bowl. Um, and Jared Goff has shown that he could do that. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo last year, he he, he he didn't play great, but he was a great facilitator, and he did what he needed to do. He protected the ball, got the ball to his playmakers, and, you know, let the defense make plays. So I'd probably take Jared Goff, but I really, really, really like Derek Carr. Yeah, both quarterbacks are really good. They both, like I said, surprising seasons, but it's been really successful. You brought up Jimmy Garoppolo, man. How right were we on the 49ers? Oh, poor, yeah. poor, poor, poor 49ers. And, of course, they, injuries they've were They've been hurt, though. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if we can say we were 100% right, but we did say that they would not be that relevant in the NFC West. Yeah, and we both weren't big on Garoppolo, and apparently he, he's been in talks of not being on the team next year. He could be traded or he yeah. could be released, so that would be fun to yep. watch. And uh, there's a reason I didn't bring up Dakota Prescott because 
he's going to be a New England Patriot next year. The, that is the weirdest just take like you I've think, ever heard. Bro. Just like you think Rodgers is not going to be a Packer, well, Dak's going to be a Patriot, that so is, it doesn't matter. That is it an unbelievable matter. take. Let's roll into some scores here. The first one we've already talked about, Arizona. They lose to Seattle, 28-21. Great game. Uh, Arizona, they still look really good, but you can't bet against Seattle like I did. It was foolish. Kyler's doing too much, man. He, he's, you think so? Yeah, he's doing too much. Uh I, so I watch uh, the Cardinals a lot because I have DeAndre Hopkins on, on my on my main fantasy team, and he he does too much, man. You know that the biggest example I saw there was a third and three. Okay, corner is singled up on DeAndre off coverage, about eight or nine off. Okay, and it's third and three. All right, DeAndre runs a five yard stop, would easily get the first down, and Kyler doesn't even look his way. You know, and and I'm not saying he's he needs to stare down. DeAndre Hawkins, but let's not forget who DeAndre Hawkins is. There's times where Aaron Rodgers just drops back and is it is no matter what throwing it to Devontae Adams. And that's what you have to do with your playmakers. You've got to get the ball in their hands. And so it just looks like obviously Kyler has had success on the ground, but you know, you gotta let go of the ball. This is the NFL. Linebackers are as fast as you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's been there's been times where he's taken bad sacks on third down, you know. Late in the game, uh, and you just you got to get rid of the ball. Yeah, and that was his issue. Issue last year was he was he was holding on the ball too much. He was trying to make too many plays, like it was college football. And he's improved a little bit, but he still has those little issues once in a while. And you know, D Hop is the number one receiver. Let me ask you this, Tom: D Hop, Devontae Adams, you got to take one. It changes every week. Um, you know, uh, honestly, honestly, last week. Um, Devontae Adams made a huge play against the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat them. And, and I said to myself, wow, that's the best receiver in the NFL. But but then literally that day, DeAndre Hopkins makes the catch of the year, mm. triple covered, Hail Mary. Uh, I mean, and and how do I not think he's the best receiver yeah. in the league? So, I mean, those two guys are incredibly fun to watch. I think that they're 1A and 1B, um, and they, they are really, really special. I'm glad that we – Get to get to watch them play football. Yeah, and, and all I can think about when I think when I see and watch D Hop is uh he's man, not a Houston Texan. Poor yeah. Texans, man. unbelievable. Poor Deshaun I, Watson. Deshaun Watson could be an elite quarterback if he sticks with Hopkins. I, I mean, I said it. I said it in the summer, Nolan. I said that it was a catastrophic mistake on the Houston Texans front office. Yeah, but Houston they get the win over New England, twenty-seven yep. to twenty. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson played great. Just imagine if he had. Freaking DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, with a great Houston game, what's going on with the New England Patriots? They're just not as good. And and and, and Bill Belichick came out recently and said, guys, you know, we had this unbelievable 20-year run. I mean, what did you guys expect in the end of this? We don't have any money, you know? Yeah. And and so it's cool to see Belichick, you know, have I'm not I'm not gonna say a sense of humor, but you know, he has feelings. He has he has normal human thoughts you kind of think of him as a robot but he's just he basically came out and said guys what do you think happens after you win this much i mean that's just they're gonna have to rebuild that's that's what the patriots are at this point now let me let me bring this up because cam's on a one-year deal so he he might not be with the team next year and i think he's going to be dakota prescott but it could be different if if they were to draft a quarterback from this draft class coming up which quarterback could you see going to New England? It's not going to be Trevor Lawrence because even though they're losing, he's going to be the number one pick. Justin Fields is going to be high up there. You know, there's Trey Lance, there's Kyle Trask, Sam Ellinger, Mac Jones, maybe Mac Jones if he doesn't stay another year, maybe Zach Wilson. What quarterback could you see going to the New England Patriots? I mean, it's impossible to say just because I don't even know what pick they're going to have. Uh, you know, they could always 
they could always trade up. I mean, you know, that's a that'd be a pretty Bill Belichick type thing to do. Or they get a guy late late in the draft and and mold him into you know what they want him to be. Obviously, Tom Brady was a was an incredibly late round draft pick, and we saw how that turned out. But uh, you know, I do think that their best option is to to find their quarterback through the draft and not sign a veteran guy, you know. I think at, at this point you probably just try to rebuild the Patriot culture. Uh, you know, Cam's done a, a decent job. He's made a lot of good plays, but he's he's made a lot of bad plays. And I just I just don't know if his style of play is, is you know, what the Patriots are looking for. Um, so I definitely think the, the draft is probably the best way to go for the Patriots. Yeah, and it'll be really fun next year in New England when – when number four, he's gonna put on that is the weirdest the Patriots thing. helmet. You literally are Class basing that. Act. You're basing that off of nothing. The the Patriot way is in his blood, and they're gonna win maybe twenty Super Bowls. Because once Dak gets on a good team, man, he might be something You're, special. That is the weirdest. Let's take. go on some more scores. Carolina led by XFL. yes, yes, PJ yes, Walker. PJ Walker, baby, twenty to zero against De- uh, Detroit. Man, it's really fun to see that it's the success of the XFL yes. comes around. Yes, Dwayne the Rock Johnson buys the XFL. Maybe we'll see more PJ Walkers in the future. Houston Roughnecks, shout out the Houston Roughnecks. Dallas Renegades. I went to a Renegades game. Yes, man, how a lot fun, of fun is the XFL, man? Dude, it's awesome. They, they, it just shows that if if something is managed correctly and football is on. People will get into it and watch, which, Dalton, that gives me a lot of hope for the FCS in the spring, baby. Yes, sir. It's going to be fun. Another thing, too, you know, a couple years from now, Ryan Humphrey. Ryan Humphrey's XFL freaking legend? Who knows? Who knows? You might be the next P.J. Walker. Who knows, man? Pittsburgh at the Jaguars, 27-3. The Pittsburgh Steelers have still not lost They're a the game. They're the worst wow. 10-0 team in the history of the NFL. Props to them. Don't want to take anything away, but... I, I don't even know if I have them in my top three uh, best chances to win the AFC. It's crazy. I don't. I don't. I do not think that they are that great. The Chiefs are better than them. I almost want to say Tennessee is better than them. Uh, Buffalo is there, uh, and Baltimore. They you know we're gonna pick Baltimore and Pittsburgh this week, but but those teams are as good as them. Yeah. You know, props to Big Ben. Props to Mike Tomlin. Props to the Steel Curtain. But. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl, Dalton. And T.J. Watt injured this yeah, week. That yeah. could be a big factor. Yep. That defense is really good. Big Ben, he's he's surviving. He, he's he surviving. That's a great cool. way to put it. He oh, is man. surviving. Cleveland, Philadelphia. Cleveland wins twenty-two to seventeen. Philly just looks rough, but still in contention for the NFC East All-Star team. Carson Wentz apparently is horrible. Apparently, they're talking about maybe mentioning him for Jalen Hurts. Is it Jalen Hurts' time? Uh, it's it's about to be Ryan Humphrey's time. They're they're <laughs> gonna have to get someone off the street because guys, do y'all remember a time where we'd sit around, you know, sit around the campfire and argue if Carson Wentz uh, was better than Dak Prescott? Ooh. Can we put that argument to to rest, please? Because Carson Wentz is horrible. Okay. Coach Archer, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Carson Wentz is a joke. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 crazy to me that they didn't draft some help for him. Instead, they drafted his replacement. Uh, and that's about, that's about to be what's going to happen. You know, Jalen Hurts is going to have to play. Carson Wentz, I mean, he, he's gun shy. You know, he, I feel like when I watch him play, he's too worried about getting hit. Um, and in his defense, my God. 
He gets hit every play. <laughs> I mean, the I mean that he made the Browns look like the '85 Bears this last week, and, and it's the Cleveland Browns. Okay, I know that they're playing better, but good grief. Okay, Carson Wentz, man, you, you gotta you're, you're gonna have to step it up if the Eagles want to win the NFC East. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the NFC East in a second, but I got I got pretty good factoid for you coming up. Yeah, and uh, it's crazy to see how a once team that was in the Super Bowl like Philadelphia falls so far. And then Cleveland, really wishy-washy, coming in and out, winning games, losing games. Can Cleveland make the playoffs? Man, I don't know. I was going to ask you, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? Do you think he, he he's the guy that's going to help He's the epitome you? of wishy-washy. Literally, <laughs> your favorite term, uh, he's that. Yeah. Uh, but, man, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is the best one-two punch in the NFL. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Aaron Jones is Jamal Williams. Come on now. Dalton. But, that's... no, Nick Chubb is an animal. Kareem Hunt is a great backup running back. But, you know, Aaron Jones is the GOAT. We'll talk about that later. Tennessee Ravens, OT, 30-24. to Tennessee gets the win in a close game. Man, Tennessee's looking really good, but my favorite term, wishy-washy. But Derrick Henry is a grown man. When, I, when Tennessee got the ball, I knew that Derrick Henry was going to uh, some sort of crazy uh, run. You know, they, they said after the game that A.J. Brown came up to Derrick Henry and said, hey, man, Go score so we can go home. Uh, he did just that, and Tennessee picks up a huge win. Yeah, and, and speaking of A.J. Brown. Whoa, what a play. Catch. What a play. Whoa, grown man. man. A.J. Whoa. Brown is a great receiver. He He's a, he's a, he's a, a near-carbon copy image of D.K. Metcalf. I mean, they went to the same college, okay? He's a little smaller than D.K., but their play style of just huge – strong and fast they they play super similar and aj brown is not talked about enough yeah i was gonna ask you if you had to pick between dk or aj brown to take as a receiver who would you take man they play in two completely different offenses uh you know dk metcalf is kind of in a a run and shoot offense with russell wilson and aj brown is kind of in a let's run the ball 35 times and throw it to aj brown on some play actions so it's hard to say i'll probably still take dk but A.J. Brown is slept on, I promise you. Yeah, and how was that Ole Miss team not one of the best teams in college football yeah, with, why don't, with those two good receivers? Lord. Well, let me ask another question. A.J. Brown, will he end his career as a top five receiver? Ever? Ever. I, I think that that's pretty lofty to say, but I, I you know. I well, think maybe not ever, but let's say like. Like a top couple, five receiver in the league? A couple years down the line, will he can, be a top five receiver? Yes, uh, yes. He, he can be in that. You know, like right now, it's it's Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, uh, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I think A.J. Brown and even D.K. Metcalf can be in that conversation maybe maybe next season. You know, I haven't seen it out of Michael Thomas. I know he's been injured. Julio's been dealing with some injuries. But, dude, you, uh, you can make a case. You can make a case that right now that top five looks like Devontae, Tyree Kill, Hopkins, Metcalf. And A.J. Brown. Yeah, both receivers are really well, really good. They're both, they're both going to be good down the line for, for a while now. Speaking of Julio Jones, Atlanta loses to New Orleans 24-9. Taysom Hill's start. Uh, a lot of issues. Apparently there were some there were some behind-the-scenes issues with Taysom Hill being the quarterback. They, they didn't like it, but he ends up doing well. Doesn't throw a touchdown, but he runs for two. Taysom Hill, is he the Saints franchise quarterback? No, he's not. I think Taysom Hill's success um, – comes at the hands of him being uh, versatile and kind of a surprise in what he does. Um, but this win is a testament of, you know, what type of franchise the Saints have. You know, to get a win with a guy who 
it's his first career start uh, at quarterback um, and, and a convincing win at that. You know, I expect them to uh, be competitive down the stretch. My worry is is that Drew Brees' injury is worse than they're saying. You know, they put him on the three-week IR, but, man, 11 fractures and a punctured, and a punctured lung. lung might be out for the year, if, if you ask me. Uh, I might be more out for the year. It might, Probably be, might retire. Yeah. I, I think that this could be Drew Brees' last year. It, it was a shame because, you know, they're making this run. They, they were going to make the playoffs, and, uh, you know, Drew Brees is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, one of, one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks. You know, we got the pleasure of watching him. Uh, as we grew up and became football fans, you know, Drew Brees is one of the staple quarterbacks in the NFL, so it'll certainly be sad for him to go. Yeah, also, he's the cover of the best Madden game of all time, Madden 11. Yeah. So props to Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints for being so consistent. Another game, Cincinnati-Washington. Washington wins 20-9. Let me ask you this. Is Alex Smith comeback player of the year? He's started two games now. He's been pretty successful. He's thrown. He's done okay. Nothing, nothing great. But you have an undefeated Ben Roethlisberger – or man that sat for two years, almost lost his leg. He's he's a starting quarterback now. You know we talked about it before, but he just went in for a quarter. Now we started two games. Does this change the discussion? I mean, let's see the rest of the year. You know, if I guess if Washington were to win their division, yes. But you know, I'm a hard nosed guy. You know what I think. Uh, I don't like giving people things, and I think Ben Roethlisberger deserves it. I mean, they're undefeated at this point, you know, and he's having a pretty solid year, but. Alex Smith did nearly lose his leg. Uh, you know, he was out for two years, uh, and it is it is pretty special to watch him play. So I wouldn't be mad either way. Obviously, God bless him for coming back. But uh, I'll go Ben Roethlisberger, but I'm cool with Alex Smith winning it. Yeah, either way, both great stories. Uh, Alex Smith is a great story. Hopefully he makes a good run. We, we're going to pick his game against Dallas uh, later on. New, New York Jets. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers win 34-28. A little too close for the winless Chargers or the winless Jets. Justin Herbert, I was I was gonna bring up with Cincinnati. Joe Burrow tears ACL, MCL, and gross injury. So he's kind of he's done for the year. Justin Herbert's been balling. Is Justin Herbert the rookie of the year? You know, there's Chase Claypool, Chase Young. Who is your rookie of the year right now? Yeah, he's certainly the front runner, and because he's a quarterback, I think he will win. But Chase Claypool and Justin Jefferson are definitely making their uh, their cases for it, but I will go Justin Herbert. He uh, just like I predicted, I believe that out of the three, out of the two of Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert love triangle. I think that Justin Herbert in the long run is the best one. Yeah, he he definitely looks really well. He cut his hair though, not his looks best like a look. bum. Yeah, should have left the flow, but he's still a great quarterback. But they the Chargers, man, they just gonna have to build around him. You can't make it close against the Jets. Who's going to be with Trevor Lawrence next do they, year? Do they go 0-16? Oh, I think so. They look Man, bad. Man, it's hard to say that, but I looked a couple weeks ago, I looked at their remaining schedule, and they do not have an easy game left. I mean, they, they there is a legitimate shot they go 0-16. And, and it, it's a shame because – is Joe Flacco the starting quarterback now? Sam Darnold is out, yes. Uh, so Joe Flacco is the quarterback. My Shout Sam, out Coach Keeler. My, uh, my Sam Darnold hype is uh, – was a shame. No, no good. What a shame. It's Trevor Lawrence. Season. But it'll be Trevor Lawrence unless you decide, you know what, I don't want to be a Jet. I'm going to get a double major or get a master's or something <laughs> so I can stay. Uh, Denver, Miami. Denver wins 2013. Tua, foot injury. They take him out. But, you know, there there was rumors. Was it bad play? Was it injury? I hear that it was bad play, but he'll start next week is what I'm hearing. Miami, they, they looked pretty good. They lost this game, though. They need to continue that run. Tua, I heard that 
I heard it was both bad play and he he tweaked his foot and the coach Brian Flores is trying to be really careful with him because of his injury uh, and his hip injury. So they 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 pulled him. I don't know. We we said that putting two in was a bad idea, but he's been winning. So keep him in. Let's see what he does to make this run. Next up, this is your time to shine, huh? Dallas, Minnesota, this was a must-win for the Dallas Cowboys. They win 31-28 in a close game, kind of looking like the old Cowboys. Zeke finally get the rock. Andy Dalton gets the win. Talk to me about that game. Man, it was super exciting. Uh, you know, you were over at my house to watch it. It was a great game. Minnesota is is becoming more of the Minnesota that I thought they could be. You know, Kirk Cousins has the game of his life. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in the NFL, certainly in the running for Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, both stud receivers. But the Dallas Cowboys, man, they looked like the team that they can be. You know, pound the rock, get your playmakers the ball. How about CeeDee Lamb, dog? How about that catch? That cat is special. I love CeeDee Lamb. It was great to see Zeke tote the rock. Tony Pollard makes some plays. I mean, the defense was flying around, Dalton. You know, the whole season it's been, ah, the Cowboys defense sucks. Cowboys defense that, blah, blah, blah. They played great. And and Leighton Van Esch, Jalen Smith, you know, I mean, the defensive line dominated the Minnesota Vikings. And so there's hope, you know. I I don't care what our record is. I know that we are a half game out of first place. We're a half game out of making the playoffs. And and that needs to be the mindset, you know. Forget the rest of the season, you know. The, the past is the past, okay. Let's win now. Let's focus on winning. I had I had somebody on Twitter come at me, okay, talking about how, the Cowboys were stupid. They should just take the high draft pick and not go for winning the division. Do you agree with that? I don't – Dalton, it, the game is – and, you know, you play to win the game. That's the Herm Edwards, the famous interview. You play to win the game, okay? You worry about next year, next year, okay? I want to win a, win the division because you can't win a Super Bowl unless you go to the playoffs. And, no, that's not me saying the Cowboys are going to uh, – get crazy, get lucky, and go win the Super Bowl. But it's scientifically proven you can't win the Super Bowl unless you're in the playoffs, okay? So you have a you have a great schedule ahead of you, and, and I think the time to go and win the NFC East is right now. Now, look, I, I, I half agree with the Twitter guy. But in the situation of the NFC East being so bad and the fact that y'all have only won three games and you're still at three games or four, um, we've won three. So you won three games, and the fact that you're still in the running, yes, go try to get into the playoffs. Now, if it was different, and let's say uh, the Redskins were undefeated or something, yeah, maybe tank a little bit, get a high draft pick. But there's still a chance. They, they've only won three games. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. Go make the playoffs. Now, I think this is good for Dallas. I think having a bad record will be good, having a low draft pick, because this could be a 49ers-like moment for them. They can get the person they need. You like Oregon's offensive lineman, yep. Sewell. Sewell. That would be massive for your offensive line. Get them back to how they norm- how they normally were. If, if Dak somehow comes back, if they decide to pay him, if he's not a New England patient, he stays a Cowboy, you know, you have Dak, you have the young, really good receiving core, you have a good offensive line and a strong defense, I think it's going to be pretty good for the Cowboys. Let me okay. Let me let me interrupt you for a second. This is the factoid that I had to tell you about the NFC East. Okay, mm-hmm. let's talk about the NFC East's remaining opponents. Okay, their records, their season records. Okay, let's start with the New York Giants, thirty-one, twenty-eight, and one. Okay, so the the rest of their the rest of their season opponents have a winning record. All right, the Washington Redskins, the Washington Football Team. Excuse me, I'll never I'll never not say the Redskins. Yeah. 
31, 29, and 1. Okay, mm. winning record. The Philadelphia Eagles, okay, 34 and 26. That's a winning Ooh. record. Their next four games, Dalton, Seattle, New England, uh, Arizona, and Green Bay. That sounds like four losses to me. Yeah. Here's the Cowboys' remaining schedule, okay? 21, 37, and 2. Ooh. Dalton, 16 games under 500. What that means is, and you can't, you can't say, uh, you know, Cowboys got lucky, blah, 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 scheduling. No, no. No, no, no. Everyone in the division, for the most part, plays the exact same schedule, just in a different order. What that means is the Cowboys have already played the meat of their schedule, okay? They have five or six winnable games coming up. They play the Ravens. That's probably a loss, okay? But you look at the rest of their schedule, they can win their remaining games, okay? And in a year where you can win your division at 7-9, and nine, I think you go for it. Go win the NFC East, Dallas Cowboys. Go do it. And I think the two factors that come for the Cowboys is how well can Andy Dalton play and how well can your secondary play? Because yep. secondary seems to be the issue. But they did well against – well, they didn't do very well against the Vikings. They did Adam good enough, Thielen though. had himself a night. They did good enough, They did though. good. I don't know. We both saw – uh, I don't know which corner it was or safety, but somebody killed Dalvin Cook on that little oh, crosser. Oh yeah. yeah, Wilson so freaking murdered him. They're hard hitting. They 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 have a they have a lot of uh, momentum and they're playing with heart. I'll tell yeah. you that they it, you know early in the season there was a question about some of the players' heart and and so I began to think well dang are our guys even trying well. Last night, I saw a lot of heart out of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so hopefully they can make that run. If not, they still get a good draft pick at the end. And who knows, if they get in the playoffs, it's one game at a time. Maybe they surprise a lot of people and they can get high up there. If they can go past even one round, I'd be surprised. Well, here, here's one thing they've got going for them. Regardless of their record, if they win the NFC East, they will, in fact, have a first-round home game. Yeah. So they, you never know. You never know at all. It, it, it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun. It'll be up to the Dallas Cowboys. If they blow one game, it could change everything. It's kind of like they're kind of in a Big 12 situation with all these there's, – there's four teams. They've all got to compete against each other. It's fun knows? to have a chance. You yeah. Know? It's, it's fun to be playing for something. I'm excited going forward, and I'm glad I have something to root for. So we'll be keeping an eye on the Dallas Cowboys. Poor Green Bay Packers. They played Indianapolis in a great game. Great game. One of the best games of the season, actually. 34-31 in overtime. Valdez, Scantling – he can only run straight. I feel for him. He can't. He he makes a lot of mistakes. He fumbles in overtime, and then they're able to kick the game when you field goal. Your boy, the man you benched, Jonathan Taylor. Yep. He finally gets. I guess not to start. I don't know if he started, but he gets the majority of the carries. Twenty six touches this week, dude. And he, he did really well. Our, 100, 115 total yards. I mean, I can't ask for for anything more. Aaron Rodgers does his thing like normal, but yep. man, our defense needs a lot of help. Devontae Adams is that dude. Aaron Aaron Jones still getting it done. We have great offense. A struggling defense. We can't win against good teams if we have a bad defense. How how good is Indianapolis's defense, though? Man. My lord, they are fun to watch. And Darius Leonard had some yep. juice because yeah, he was he's, a little angry. I mean, the the Colts defense is going to take that team places. They're you know they're going to get in the playoffs. Um, I think they're winning the AFC South right now. Is mm-hmm. that correct over Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. So Tennessee's in the wild card. And Indianapolis, because they beat them, because they beat them uh, last week. Where actually they're playing this week, and so that that could have big AFC South implications. Uh, I, I but I see both those teams making the playoffs. Yeah, and like we pick next this uh, next coming up game is Tennessee versus yeah. Indianapolis. Yep. So it'll be fun to pick that one, and that'll decide a lot of things for the AFC South. And our final game, Kansas City, they beat the uh, Las Vegas Raiders thirty-five to thirty-one in a close game. They they were really close, but they left Travis Kelsey wide open in the end zone. 
Talk to me about that game. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit before, uh, talking about how the Raiders are kind of an up-and-coming team, and they, they seem to have Kansas City's number. Um, you know, the Raiders, they're, they're going to make a run uh, at one of those those late uh, wild-card spots. Uh, I, I definitely like what I'm seeing out of them. They're not on the Chiefs' level. They're, that's no surprise. The Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. But the Raiders, um, in years to come, are going to be successful. Yeah, they they have a new stadium, new city. And, the stadium's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, it looks it. really it's cool. It's so pretty. The Death Star, all it's dark so and spooky. I like the Raiders. Maybe they'll make a little little run in the wild card, but who knows. And our last pick game is the Rams and Bucks. They're playing tonight because we're recording this on a Monday. I had the Bucks. I had the Bucks. Yep, I had the Bucks. So hopefully the Bucks continue. You know, Gronkowski's back. Brady, kind of wishy-washy, but he still gets it done. Bucks have a great defense, and the Rams really surprising. Yep, They're playing dog, good. Good offense. Aaron Donald, one of the best players of all time. Who knows? It's going to be a close game. Let's get to our pickums for next week. First game up, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. It's going to be a really close game. Uh, Baltimore, they lost last time, right? In a close one. Yep. Yep. So uh, this is the rematch. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, or Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Who are you taking? So this is a incredibly tough game for me to pick because. I do not think that Pittsburgh is good enough to be eleven and zero, but Baltimore's struggling. You know they they have not played good of late. They've dropped the last two, lost to a not very good Patriots team, and then just lost a close one to Tennessee. Um, so I'm going to take the home team in this one. I'll take Pittsburgh. That's hard for me to say, uh, just because of how I feel about the situation. But I will take Big Ben. I will take Mike Tomlin and um, Lamar Jackson. Go prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh as well. I'm going because they did beat them last time, and they're, they're still doing really well. But T.J. Watt being out, if he's out, it could be really important because uh, the way Baltimore plays. But I still think Pittsburgh has a good enough defense. Their secondary is really good, and uh, I say it every time. They don't rely on Big Ben a lot, but he does what he needs to do. Got Chase Claypool, Juju. So I'm going with Pittsburgh. Uh, they're going to stay undefeated. Next game, Thanksgiving matchup. Baltimore Pittsburgh is on Thanksgiving as well. Oh, it's, the, it's, it's the night game on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yes. Well, so another then, Thanksgiving matchup yep. is Washington at Dallas. Uh, Alex Smith, he's the quarterback. Washington, they're trying to make a little comeback. Same with Dallas. Both teams are in this running for the NFC East All Star team. Who are you going, Washington at Dallas? I think I know this answer. Yeah. So the first time around uh, didn't go so well for Dallas. We were still trying to get our feet wet with the whole uh, no Dak Prescott situation. Andy Dalton goes out with a blatantly dirty concussion um you know that guy got kicked out of the game for Washington and so I'm definitely taking Dallas at home on this one they've got the hot hand you know Washington just got a big win themselves but the winner of this is in first place in the NFC East and so there's going to be a lot of juice it's Thanksgiving Day Dallas and Detroit always plays on Thanksgiving so it'd be fun to watch a Redskins Cowboys rivalry game for the Turkey Bowl but give me the Dallas Cowboys in this one yep Dallas does really well in during Thanksgiving, and they're playing in Dallas, but, but. Do it. I want you to, I'm dude. going the Washington yeah. football team. Look, Alex, I'm happy about that, baby. Alex Smith, he hasn't been playing fantastic, but he's still Alex Smith. He's still a really good quarterback. He he was the franchise for the, for the 49ers. He did really well with the Chiefs. He trained Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> has his injury. Look, Alex Smith is still a good quarterback, and I think Chase Young is going to be a big factor against this really poor defensive O-line. I'm going to say that Andy Dalton doesn't get it done. I think uh, and as long as they can stop Zeke, I think they're going to do good. So I'm going to go Washington. Football team changes up a little bit. I like Dallas, but I just don't think they can get it done. And I think Alex Smith is going to have a great game. Yes, Thanks sir. Yes, sir. I'm glad, dude. That, hey, gets me right back in the race, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. But when, when Washington wins, you're going to feel really dumb again. 
You know what? I'm I'm prepared to make that sacrifice. (laughs) A small price to pay for salvation. Another game. This is big for the AFC South. Tennessee at Indianapolis. We just picked this game. Two weeks ago was one of our picks. They're playing again. They're playing again. Indianapolis had a great show against Green Bay. Tennessee beats the Ravens. So they both beat really good teams. Who are you going in this matchup? Man, two weeks ago I picked Tennessee. Two weeks ago I was wrong for picking Tennessee. Two weeks fast forward. I'll take Tennessee. Give me, give me Tennessee with the, the big win over Indy to take the reins in the AFC South. I think Indy is playing awesome. Phillip Rivers is really exceeding expectations, and that defense is incredible. But Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Ryan Tannehill figure out a way to get this one done. Yeah, I almost picked Indianapolis. Their defense is really well. If they can stop the run, which they're really good at, they might be able to stop Tennessee. But I'm sticking with Tennessee. I like A.J. Brown. I like Derrick Henry. I like Ryan Tannehill. But if Indianapolis wins this game, I would not be surprised. I almost gave them the pick because of the respect they beat Green Bay. But even though it was a silly mistake in overtime. I do like that they're home. Like I mean, that, that helps for sure. Yeah, and also, Phillip Rivers had a little bit of a foot injury, it seems like. He was wearing oh, shoes yeah. during the game. We, we did see that. Could be a big factor. Yep. Jacoby Brissett might have to end up coming in. Who knows? Do uh, I start Jonathan Taylor? Is that, I mean, I is that what we're saying? I don't know. Would you start? We well, sucked against Tennessee two weeks ago. That was that was when I was so upset that he, you know, that Naheem Hines had the big game. But Naheem Hines barely played last night, and so... They're just—it's so wishy-washy. It's so and hard Tennessee to pick. defense man. is also really wishy-washy. Plus, their starting middle linebacker last week got hurt. He's out. Jalen uh, Brown, if he's out for man, the season, could be an important factor. He was—he was an All-Pro last year. That's going to be one that comes down to the wire on on who yeah, I'm playing. It's going to sure. be a close one. It's yeah. going to decide the AFC South. Yep. In our final game, Kansas City at Tampa Bay. We're going to find out today how Tampa Bay—if they're still, you know, like I said, wishy-washy. Which Tampa they, Bay are we going to get? Yeah. Is basically the question. And then you know you have Kansas City, but they did lose the Raiders a couple weeks ago, so. Yep. They're not, they're not, you know, this this super powerhouse. They're, they're still really good, don't get me wrong. But they, they can still lose who you're taking. It is at Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, man, no no introduction to this one. I'll take Kansas City. Uh, I, I'm not going to pick against them right now with the way Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Tyreek Hill, those guys are playing. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, it depends which one you get. The good Tampa Bay is really good, and the bad Tampa Bay is horribly bad so give me the Chiefs in this one I think it'll be a fun game but I will go with Patrick Mahomes yeah I'm going Kansas City as well but I think it's going to be a lot closer game than a lot of people think and I think it's because of people kind of sleep on Tampa Bay's defense they have a great uh, front five their two linebackers really good Nadam Kinsu on the defensive line they have decent corners and they have a uh, Whitfield at safety and I think Tom Brady can get it done he's been doing this for a while and he knows what he's doing uh, so it's going to be a close one but I'm going with Kansas City I'm not going to make I'm going to stick with a safe pick Mahomes is that dude. Not the MVP, though. That's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but give him the Chiefs. And uh, that's our picks. That's our episode. We had a little bit of a long one. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, you know, like I said, I had to do my quarantine. But we're all back. We're all good. Uh, any last words before we end this episode? Let me ask you one question, Dalton. Are you ready for Sam Houston football? I, I'm pumped. I'm excited. 88 days from the day, It's baby. coming. We have, we have Thanksgiving break. We have lifts, then we're Christmas break, and then it's training camp time. It's go time it's when we come back, dude. We have a good I, fall camp. We're, we're feeling good. I, let me say this, dude. I don't know if I've been more excited for a, a training camp than this year's. I, I'm, I am eager. I feel yeah. good about us. It's been forever since we played, and, and I'm so excited to go against a different opponent <laughs> rather than Sam Houston State. Yeah, it's, it's so weird for us, too, because me and you were kind of – we're getting older. We're becoming more the the older guys of the group. Yep. And so you know this season's gonna hit a little bit different because we're kind of the older guys now. We're we're gonna help the younger guys work through it. And uh, 
we're moving up the chain. So it's going to be a really fun season. I'm looking to get a ring, Dalton. Uh, you know, honestly, you know, you talk about us being the older guys, and I, and I think Sam Houston State is has a real good shot this year to to do big things. And for me personally, it's it's conference championship or bust. Uh, I think that we're at that point that that needs to be the mindset. And so I'm I'm super excited for what we've got. I'm super excited to play. Super excited to just get things back back to normal, playing football games. I'm, I've had fun watching this year, but, man, I want to play. Oh, yeah, and it's coming. It's going to be fun. We're going to keep you updated like always. Uh, so that's the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Sorry a little extra long, but you get to listen to us for a little bit longer. And uh, we'll see you all next week. With Happy more Thanksgiving. Picks. Happy Thanksgiving. Y'all have a good one, and we will see you.